for singing that. I, I love that song. Um, I hadn't. I ain't. Th- I ain't forgot about it since last year. <laughs> love to love to hear y'all sing. I love to hear it sung. Uh, I appreciate you coming out tonight and uh, just. Lord impressed this on my heart a couple weeks ago, and it's it's going to be brief. I know y'all probably just think I'm lying to you, but it's not long because there's not a lot to say. There's a lot I could say, but I don't want to mess it up. And and just the fact that we got we got this Friday, and we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. That's that's what this Friday is about. But we tend to forget what 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 He is. And I, I've been reading this, and I've been reading John. We're going to be in John chapter 8, verse 12. That's just one little short verse. But what, what he is to us, and he is a light. And as a, you know, I, I would love to have done the, the candle light and actually lit everything up tonight, but just for uh, safety reasons, uh, we're, we're not going to do that tonight. Um, that and I think last time, didn't we get it all over <laughs> the pews? <laughs> well, that's all right. But I just want to look at that briefly this evening. It would have probably been a pretty good devotion if we just did it uh, on, online. But we're going to just read John eight twelve here in just a minute and, and, and talk about that light that he is and that light that we are to have. We're supposed to have that in us. So when we're saved, we receive that light and we become that new creature, as Paul calls it. We, we grow and that glow is on on us, and everywhere we go, people are to see that light on us. James, can you take that light off of me? I can't see a thing. Just turn it off if you want to. Thank you. It's a good thing I didn't shave my head tonight. Y'all have been you've been blinded. But during this time of year, we we celebrate that physical birth of Jesus. And one thing we need to remember is is how much brighter this world is because of Him. Can you imagine living in a day and time right now, take away the pandemic right now, but can you imagine living in a day and time without Jesus in it? Can you imagine living your life, whatever we all do, can you imagine living without him in it, without that light? I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine it. I wasn't, you know, I was 15 years old when I got saved, so I didn't have that wild crazy growing up spell that a lot of people take i grew up in a, in a church and and i had godly parents and they kept kept me and my sister or me i don't know about my sister but they kept my, me on straight and there uh kept tight reins on me and her too she's pretty good but looking back had i not been saved at 15 years old i can't imagine what my life would have been like up to now not having the light of the world in me not having Jesus in my life. I couldn't imagine living at home, living having a, a you know a wonderful wife, two beautiful little girls. I can't imagine not having that light in our home and in our heart. So, I it's just it's great this time of year. We talk about the gifts, talk about Jesus, but what about that light? How about Georgia? When we come in here a while ago, it was pretty cool in here, wasn't it? <laughs> there, there's not very there wasn't a lot of warmth in here. That's what light does. Light warms you up. And to have that light in you, to have the, the glow of Jesus in you, it keeps you warm. It keeps you going on these cold nights and these wintry nights and these lonely nights and these windy nights like we got tonight. He warms you up. He keeps you because he embraces you. That's what embracing does. When you, when you embrace someone, I know it's been a while since we embraced anybody around here, but back in the day when we used to hug people, it kept you warm. 
Somebody give you a hug and, and you hold on to them and you could you would exchange that, that body heat and it would keep you warm. That's what happens when he embraces us. He warms us up. He gives us that smile. And he, he always, you know, he, he cheers you up. That's what God does. He cheers us up. If you want to, you can just keep your seat if you want to. We're going to read one verse. Uh, and again, it's over in John chapter 8, verse 12. And the Bible says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall walk not will shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The light of life. That is the most beautiful thing right there. The light of life. When we're born, we're born into darkness. We're born we're carried around here for nine or ten months in you in, in your mama's belly in darkness. But you're still born in to darkness because we're born in to sin. And that's what sin is, is, it's just darkness, it's pitch black, it's ugliness. But at some point in our lives, if you accept Jesus, then you receive that light, and you get that glow. It's not like Moses had, it ain't that glow like Moses had, but you get this light, you get this thing that just, people see it, they can see it on you, you just glow everywhere you go. And that's what happens when you receive Jesus, you receive that light. Let's pray. Father, this morning, or this evening, as uh, we're back here, uh, Father, it's so good to be back behind the pulpit. Lord, it's good to be back here in your house. It's good to be with your people. God, it's good to be able to read your word. I pray, Father, tonight, as we just briefly look at the light that your son is, God, I pray that it would just uh, warm our hearts, make our hearts glow. Give us some encouragement this week, Lord, as we go into uh, this Christmas week, as we get ready to celebrate the marvelous birth of your son, Jesus Christ. God, I pray that it would just put a smile on her face. It would just touch us, Lord, and, and give us great joy and great peace in our, in our lives this week. God, and I pray again that uh, as those that are online listening to us and watching us, uh, Father, I pray that you, your presence would be felt there in their homes and in their hearts. And we again thank you for allowing us to come back here tonight one more time, Lord, to worship you and praise you. All in your son's name we pray. Amen. So, Ain't it great to know the light of life? It's, that's one of the most wonderful things. It's, it's nice to know what light is. It's good to see it. We get, look around here and we see all these lights. I forgot to turn that one off. But you look around here and you see these flicker, flickering lights and you see the, the wreaths and you see the Christmas tree. It's wonderful to see these lights. It's great, but it's not the light of life. When you experience that light, when you experience the light of life, it just does something to you. When you see a Christmas tree, when we come in here yesterday, well, when I came in here yesterday morning for church, I was, I was the first one here, and the first thing I did, I didn't plug up the reeds, I didn't turn the cross on, I didn't touch the candles. First thing I wanted to do was plug that tree up. I wanted to see that tree. I looked forward to that, that tree right there. I looked so forward to it. It's always so pretty. I looked forward to that. And I plugged it up, and I stepped back, and all I could do was just smile. And just look at that tree and smile. It, those lights put a smile on your face. But the light of Jesus Christ puts, a, it puts a, a warmth in your heart like you've never experienced before. When you see it, when you feel it, it's so hard to explain to some people. It is such a wonderful feeling to experience that light. Jesus said that he was the genuine light of life. and He said that it was by and in whom he can discern truth and error. It's only through the light 
of Jesus Christ that we can figure out right and wrong. It's through the, having the Holy Spirit inside of us, that warmth that we feel inside of us is the Holy Spirit. That's what light does. It warms you up. So that warm feeling that you get, that's the Holy Spirit. And he's, 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 he's helping you discern right from wrong. He is the source of that spiritual clearness and that understanding. We can't get it from one another, that, that spiritual uh, clearness and that understanding. We, we don't get it from one another. We get it from him. We get it from that light. Light helps us. Light sheds a glow on, on the things in this world to help us to figure out what's right and what's wrong. He is, it's in whom he, we have spiritual sight and insight. Again, it's through him. We can't get spiritual sight on our own. We don't, we can grow and mature in it, but it's through him that we get that. It's through that, again, that glow that he gives us. It's through him that we find spiritual knowledge. It's through him that we find wisdom. It's through him that we find discernment, but it's only through him that we can find it. Had we not had Jesus born, we couldn't find this stuff. We would not have the discernment because we wouldn't have that Holy Spirit in us when we're saved. So it's through that light that we can see these things. And that's where our knowledge comes from, by reading the Word of God, because it is a living, breathing book. This is living. How many books have you ever read in your life that talk back to you, that speak to you when you read? None. Because it's here. This is where our discernment comes from. This is where the knowledge comes from. When we read the Word of God, it's coming. It's feeding us. It's filling us up. So we, we're getting it back from Him. It's that, that warmth. I love to hold my Bible. I love to have that thing in my hand. I love to be able to sit there. And I have found out this month, I think my vision's getting worse. I'm having a hard time reading. <laughs> I don't, Andrew, I don't know if you noticed it or not. I'm starting to get bad. I'm just... I was, I was reading earlier, and I, I thought I had nose prints on my Bible. Get it pulled up there about as bad as you, your eyes. But I love to read that. I love to hold my Bible because I find comfort in that. Have you ever been cold? I don't know if y'all get cold up here in Avery County or not. We get a little chilly down there in Watauga every now and then. Ain't it nice to be able to get some warmth? Ain't it nice to be able to grab a hold of something, a hot cup of coffee or cider or something that's nice and warm, and just let it warm you up? I like to grab a hold of that. Or a buddy, you ever had a buddy heater? <laughs> I like those little buddy heaters. You get in your blind and you get that buddy heater and it, it warms you up. That's what these Bibles do for us. Grab a hold of that, the Word and let it warm us up because it's a glowing light for each one of us. It's by Him, it's by Jesus and in Him that we walk in honesty and confidence and boldness without the light that was brought to us that Christmas we couldn't walk in boldness. We couldn't walk upright. And we couldn't walk in confidence. And by George, I know we couldn't walk in honesty if it wasn't for the light that has been shown down here on earth for us through Jesus Christ. He leads us. I can't remember the name of the song, but it talks about the pilgrim's pathway. That's him. That's that light that's leading us down that pilgrim's pathway. That's the light of Jesus that's leading us on. He's that lamp that's lit in front of our feet. It's him that's walking with us, and he shows us right from wrong. Now, that word walk, I love walking, that walking. Walking with him shows a continuing relationship. 
When you're walking with him, that means you're getting closer. Every, every day that you walk with Jesus, that means your relationship keeps growing and growing and growing because that means you're spending time with him and time with him and time with him. And you know how it is when you spend time with somebody, you grow closer to them. That's what that walking relationship is with Jesus. You spend time walking with Jesus and you're growing with him like a moth to a flame sometimes. You just keep getting closer to him and, and feeling the warmth of him. He's an enduring, long-lasting, steadfast friend. He endures through all our hardships. He's there with us. He's fast. He's solid as a rock, strong as an oak, but he's there with us. And that's a relationship you can't find with him. The light of the world gives instruction and direction for life. This, again, this is our, our map, our, our guidebook. It gives us our instruction. It gives us, it gives us the direction that we need. I've seen the, the prettiest little picture of the day, and it was a little bitty baby. It must have been a little bitty baby or a great big Bible. I don't know, but there was a little bitty baby laying right on top of that Bible. And the caption said, who says that babies don't come with owner's manuals? They do. Right here it is. Babies come with owner's manuals. Nine-year-olds have owner's manuals. Praise the Lord, 14-year-olds have owner's manuals. And 29-year-olds have owner's manuals. See, I'm not in trouble. I'm driving. We have owner's manuals. We have that for guidance. We have that for instruction. We have the Word of God for direction. A lot of the world gives instruction and i can't think of a better place to get our instruction than by jesus himself and without this relationship jesus says that we walk in darkness have you guys ever tried to walk and not have a light worst feeling in the world if you, you ever been coon hunting and your light go out i panic i've been been a time or two where i've been in the woods late at night and my old nightlight go out nightlight is not the nightlight you're thinking it's my my coon hunting light my light go out. That's an uneasy, uneasy feeling. Don't like to walk in the dark. I want, I want some type of light out there so that I can see. And without that relationship with Jesus, he says, you're in the darkness because he is the light of the world. So we've got to have that in our hearts. We walk in dim lights of worldly wisdom and, and affections when we don't have him. Dim lights, dim lights to me sometimes is about as good as not having a light at all. Still can't see where you're going. And that's what the world does. The world gives us dim lights. And he says, I'm the light of the world. This is the light of life because he is life-given. He is life-given. He is the fountain of light. I, I, I like to see those fountains, those water fountains, you know, they squirt water up. They're pretty during the day. Man, they're pretty at night whenever... They put lights on them. They glow. They shine. And they give. It's almost like they come to life. And that's what he is. He's a fountain that just puts forth this living water. And it's so beautiful. And in him, we have that light of life. And I want to talk real quick about a, an artist that painted a picture. <clears throat> and it makes a lot of sense when you see this or hear this. Painting a winter scene. Snow covered the ground and blanketed the pines and the pine cones and the needles. Night was falling and the landscape was enveloped in semi-darkness. A log cabin was barely visible in the shadows. 
The whole scene was a, one of gloom. Then the artist, using some of the yellow tints with a, a few skillful strokes of his brush, put into one of the cabin windows a cheerful glow of a lamp. And that lone light, its golden rays reflecting off the snow, completely transformed the impression given by the painting. In contrast to the gold darkness of the surrounding forest, that light in the window created an inviting, warm feeling of love and security. That one little light. That's what I look for because Carolyn told me these lights are coming on right around, you know, right at dark. And that, those lights in the window, they draw you in. And they give you this, this peace, this comfort, knowing that everything's all right. I love to see houses decorated for Christmas. But not have the lights hung up, strung up outside, but just have these little flickering lights in the, in the window. It's welcoming. It's comforting to see these lights in the window. And that's Jesus. He is that light that gives us that comfort. What we was looking at, what I was just telling you about on that painting there, what happened on that canvas, it's a mirror image of one of the most dramatic events that's ever taken place on the face of this earth. We've got the crucifixion. We've got the resurrection. But we've got the birth. That is one of the most dramatic events that's ever taken place on the face of this earth. Because God sent his son, Jesus, down here from heaven to earth. We're not used to that kind of stuff, are we? We're not used to the fact that someone from heaven has come down here to be with us. Because we know what the Bible says. Remember what David, his boy that died, said that, I can't, or he can't come to us, but I can go to him. This means they're not coming back from heaven, but we can go be with them. So to have someone from heaven actually be here on earth with us, that just don't make a lot of sense. But it makes a lot of sense because, like we said yesterday, we needed a Savior. We needed someone. So when the Christ child was born in Bethlehem, a light was placed to shine in this sin-darkened world. Can you imagine what it was like? That, the glow, the glow of Jesus there and those little shepherd boys coming in and, and seeing Jesus and the warmth, that, the, the, that, that, that warm fuzzy feeling they probably felt whenever they got to, up to that little manger and they got to look at that, that precious little baby boy. That warm feeling and Mary holding that baby and that feeling that she had and Joseph standing over him just grinning from ear to ear. That feeling. You, you remember that feeling when you held your youngins for the first time? That warmth? That little tear you might have shed? That's a good feeling. Can you imagine being there that night when the light of the world was lit up? In anticipation for the coming of Jesus, listen to what Isaiah said. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. That's Isaiah. That's pre-birth. That's Isaiah's prophecy. John said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Light has great power. I mean, great power. Lights from your headlight, what, what do they let you do? They let you drive at night, don't they? They've got great power. They, they allow you to see. Now, don't do this, but it, you're not going to be able to make it home tonight if you don't turn your headlights on. So please turn your headlights on. 
turn your light. Yeah, and especially when you're going up there top of Spanish Oak, you're running all over people out there looking at them planets. Turn your lights on. Lights help you see where you're going. They got power there. Lights. Uh, I was reading when I was reading on this. I was trying to figure out different uh, things that lights use for. And one of them was photosynthesis. It gives life to plants, don't it, Paisley? Yeah. It gives life to plants. That's what light does. Light from a laser. I didn't know this till a few years ago when we was at, at Beach Valley. One of our church members had cancer. She had three spots of cancer on her brain. Three or four. Three or four, I can't remember. She went outpatient surgery, brain surgeon. Brain surgery. Outpatient surgery. Brain surgery. I can't imagine that. Brain surgery is outpatient. But they went in with them lasers, and they drew them spot, three or four spots into one and then drew that cancer out. That's the power of light through a laser. How many of y'all had cataract surgery? The new cataract surgery. Not like mine where they lanced it off. They actually use lasers. That's the power of light. It's so powerful that, that Jesus, because light has, has such great power, Jesus used that to explain the power of him being with us because it's so powerful. Even back then, before they had headlights, before they had uh, flashlights, before they had all these powerful lights in the world, Jesus knew how powerful light was. He knew through the lamp. He knew through the candles. He knew what, how powerful it was to have, uh, to have this light. And so he compared himself to that light. Darkness now, it represents the unknown and the chaos of our lives. That's darkness. That's, that's, they say that's, when, that's when all the bad stuff takes place. All the, the, the sinning and all the creeps and everything come out at night. That's darkness. The bad comes out. And so we use the darkness as... I guess a metaphor for sin, because that's what it is. It's, it's just ugly, nasty, unconfessed sin, especially a life dedicated to sin, is full of darkness. If you're living in sin, you're living in darkness. If you're wallowing in sin, you're living in darkness. If it's unconfessed sin, you're wallowing in, in darkness. But if your life is dedicated to nothing but sin, then you are living and that darkness, and you are in desperate need of some light really fast. That darkness around us can be overwhelming. The wickedness that comes from darkness can absolutely just, it'll wear you out. And so, he's telling us, back here again, he's saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He's telling us you can't get very far in the dark. You're not going to get far in the dark. You're going to get in trouble in the dark. And I ain't talking about stumping your toes or falling over a log. I'm saying you're going to get in some deep trouble in the darkness. But the good news is that we can keep, keep on seeking the help of Jesus to find light in that darkness. We can Every now and then, we, we kind of go astray on those paths. And we're going to need a little help. We're going to need some light. And so he's always going to be there. Everywhere we go, we're going to have that light with us to, to be drawn back over to. We can find that hope and despair and forgiveness in spite of all the sin that we might be in. We're going to be able to find some light. Every Christian knows how powerful the light of Jesus is. And by his light, we can truly see. But it's by his light that we can see. It's, 
It's not by these candles. I love them. These are so pretty. It's not by the candles. It's not by flashlights. It's not by your headlights. It's not by your lighter. It's not by a match that we see where we're going. It is by his light that we can get through the darkness of this world. We've needed his light this year. We've needed a light to follow this year. And, and, the, and the more what I me and Conley was talking about earlier today, there, you know, the, here we got another strand, a new strand of COVID out there. It's pretty stout right now. It's bad. We still need that. We tend to focus on the darkness in the world right now. We, we, we're focused on the negative. We need to be focusing on the light. Take our eyes off of the darkness and put it back on the light. And just see, me and uh, I can't remember who I was talking to yesterday. I think it was me and preacher Daniel Lawrence. No, it was today over at New River. We're just talking about we've missed so many blessings today because we've been focused on one thing all year long. We've been looking at one thing, and it ain't the Bible. We've been focused, and we've missed so many blessings this year. We've taken our eyes off the light, and we've focused on the darkness. And that light's always been there for us. It's always been there for us. We just need to refocus on that. John 1, 9 says that that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That was the true light. I like the true light. That light's fake. Those lights are fake. That light's fake. John's telling us that Jesus is the true light. He is the light, the only light that we are to be following. Without the light of Jesus, we would be in dark about God's purpose of life. But because of Jesus, he shed light on purpose, on the purpose of us. He shed light for the reason for him being here. We, we got to see it. We see, they got to see it through the birth. And now we know he has shed that light on, on that for us, on the purpose for us and why he's here. And one day Jesus, reading this uh, this morning, I was sitting at the office and I, 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 I kind of went in and done a little studying this morning before I actually get, did a little work. And I was reading this and I thought this was pretty good. The guy said, one day Jesus will pull back the curtain of time and space, then the light of his presence, the glow of his glory, and the brilliance of his splendor will radiate forth as he breaks through the eastern sky to reveal his eternal victory, to claim his reward, us, his church. You know, we, we read a lot. Keep your eye on the eastern sky. Keep your eye on the eastern sky. That's where he's going to come from. He's going to split it wide open. And can you imagine the light, that glow that's going to come from him when he splits that sky open? I look forward to it. We, we always say keep looking up. And he'd be saying, keep looking up and looking east. Because that's where he's going to come from. He's going to split it wide open. This guy said it right here, though. I love this. He said, then we will shine forth in the beauty of his holiness. We're going to shine forth in the beauty of his holiness. I love that. I hope this morning that this coming transformation that we were just talking about there, where he's coming out of the eastern sky, for his church, I hope, I hope it will include each one of y'all. When he comes back to, to get his bride, when he comes back to, to get his church, to take his church, I hope that that includes each one of us.
I know it includes me. I can only speak for me. But I hope it includes all y'all too. We can follow that light. Christ was born here below so that we might be born from above. That new birth, that salvation. Let's pray. Father, this this evening, I'll get it right. God, I just want to thank you for allowing us to come back here just for a brief moment. Lord, I just uh, had it impressed on my heart from you to to say a little something about the darkness of this world and, and about the light that each one of us can go to. That light would be your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, it's such a, an honor this week, just prior, right prior to the celebration of the birth, Lord, to be able to stand here just for a brief moment and praise you one more time together as a church. Lord, and we thank you for that. And I pray again that those that are able to, to be here, that are able to listen, God, I pray that they have experienced the light. Lord, I pray that they have been drawn to that light. I pray that they got down on their face. Lord, I pray they got down on their knees. God, I pray that they have got things right with you. They've experienced that light. They have that salvation. They know that they know that they know that they know beyond the shadow of a doubt that your son, Jesus Christ, is their Lord and Savior. God, I pray again as we go through this week, as we start to to celebrate and be with our families and, and, and do all that we do at Christmas, that we not forget this week the true meaning of Christmas. May we glorify your name and everywhere we go, and may your son's light, the light of Jesus Christ, shine on each one of us. God, and I ask tonight that as we do gather, or however we're going to be getting together this week with family and friends, Father, I pray tonight that you would allow us an opportunity to be a witness. God, if there be someone in our families, if there be a coworker or a friend that doesn't know your son, Jesus Christ, and that free pardon of sin. Lord, I pray that the light of your son would be on us and give us an opportunity to be a witness to those that are lost. Lord, give us a chance to, to give our testimony. Give us a chance, Lord, to go over here into to Luke chapter 2 or go over into Matthew and read the true meaning of Christmas to those that are lost and let them see just how precious your son, Jesus Christ, is. And just how loving that you are to send your only begotten son back down here to earth for a few short years. God, again, we thank you again for this, this opportunity. Honor our time together and bless each one that's here and that's able to listen as well. And Lord, keep us safe through the holidays. Keep us healthy. And we'll give you praise, honor, and glory. I'll ask your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, I thank you all for coming out tonight and being with us. and. Um, we got two more two more days of of reading over here in Luke. I was reading Luke a while ago. Let me read this to you. I thought this was pretty pretty good. I'm trying to get ahead of you. Morning, if you're following along, maybe I might get there. I wish I had marked it in my other Bible, the Bible I read with you guys. Oh, here it is. It's Luke uh, 22, verse 53, it says, and this is Jesus speaking, he says, When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me. But listen to this, this has really caught my eye this evening. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. You know what that power of darkness is? He's talking about Satan. That man, I tell you what, I read that, I got a little, I got a little tore up when I read that that's, 
This is your hour and the power of darkness. It was his time. It was their hour, but it was his time. Y'all read it in the morning, I know, but it's, it's good stuff. All right, I'm not going to keep you. Anybody have anything on their heart this morning or this evening? Boy, I tell you what, I'm ready to come back tomorrow morning, I guess. I can't get it right. <laughs> Anybody have anything on their heart this evening? We're going to close out. She almost made it, Travis. Just, just, just so, if I hadn't been so long-winded. I appreciate y'all coming out, and I hope y'all do have a wonderful, merry, blessed Christmas uh, this weekend, and I'll, I'll be back in the morning. We'll keep doing our, our Bible readings, and um, hopefully back here Sunday, I guess. Lord willing. I, okay. All right, y'all be careful. Turn your headlights on going home.